Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful and beautiful Tuesday morning. And uh, it's just another day in paradise for you and me. Hope everybody slept well last night. I know I slept like doo-doo and uh, had a hard time uh, sleeping for whatever reason. And I'm telling you, this is no lie. Uh, my, uh, I set my alarm on my Apple Watch. And uh, I it went off this morning. At uh, I always get up around uh, five every morning. And uh, good morning, Miss Angie. And I had uh, I promise you, I thought there's no way. I thought I was getting a notification or something like that because I literally, literally felt like I just closed my eyes. And I thought it's impossible. There's no way. It has to be a notification or something. And it and it went by like yeah, I'm gonna have to. Probably call the doctor today, and because uh, there's something I, I keep waking up. Uh, I think I got sleep apnea where I keep waking up gasping for air and having a lot of trouble sleeping, tired all the time, and uh, just makes me grouchy and uh, just uh, exhausted. I can't half think clearly, and, and so it might be that, or I'm becoming an old fart, so it could be that too. So <laughs> never know. But as long as I keep my good looks, I'm I'm good to go, I guess. So. <laughs> But, uh, you know, uh, I, of course, you know, I always try to do a little commentary on current events before we start our devotions each morning. Uh, you know, uh, they were discussing on the news uh, that the 30th police officer has been gunned down and killed. And it is, uh, uh, it's, it's heartbreaking to see uh, how our police officers are being treated and being slaughtered in the streets. Uh, you can uh, blame the media. You can believe the blame the progressive liberal left. You want to do away with that. Uh, keep in mind, my friends, uh, this is beyond the scope of uh, this Black Lives Matters. Uh, again, it, it has nothing to do with that. Uh, it, like I said yesterday, good morning, Miss Sun. Like I said yesterday, uh, you know, if Black Lives Matters, then why is it the only time you ever hear anything is between a white cop and a black guy? Uh, or, uh, you know, you don't ever hear anything when it's black on black crime. You don't hear anything when a little eight-year-old girl is gunned down or a 19-year-old is gunned down. You don't hear anything from from them. It is, I'm telling you, it is an agenda, okay, to push socialism and to push Marxism and to silence those who oppose uh, this totalitarian views of the progressive liberal left. That's just all it boils down to. And they want to do away with our police officers. What they would, uh, what they would prefer to have is the, uh, you know, just their own. They, they, you know, the fact that you know they wanted to fund the police, and they here's they in Seattle. The mayor is trying to call it this the summer of love, and and the the, the liberals are so uh, brain dead. They think they can have a utopia without police officers. Well, they proved that experiment false. That narrative is wrong because police officers are needed because idiots were killing each other up there in Seattle. So we need police officers to instill uh, civility and keep our laws in place. And, uh, you know, again, th this is just a textbook out of Saul Linsky's uh, Rules for Radicals. They're wanting to destroy uh, what we have and rebuild it in a new way and then that new progressive way they're wanting to rebuild it is nothing more than a good old-fashioned socialism marxism communism that is what it is and you know I, some of y'all may have heard the um, young lady from venezuela and she said that she's seen the very things 
uh, that she saw when she left uh, her they left there to come here is tearing down statues they're trying to tear down history the very things the fabric of what we're seeing now is what she was witnessing there and she says you don't realize what you're doing we have got to stop this marxism we've got to stop this can this this cancel culture uh, you know i'm infuriated uh, at this uh, washington redskins wanting to change their name uh, because of pressure uh, from these idiots out there and you know it, it's just ridiculous i'm just uh, i don't want to sound like a broken record but i'm trying to wake people up and i'm just telling you right now ladies and gentlemen i'm telling you this will not stop at statues this will not stop at the change of uh, the name change of 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 ball teams or restaurants or schools it will not stop i'm telling you right now they're going to go after churches. They're going to go after pastors. They're going to accuse us of, of uh, hate speech, and they're going to and it's, it's going they're going to come after Christians. I'm just, it, it's just a matter of time. And you look at China and how they are tortured and how they are arrested and how they are treated and how they have to meet secretly in order to uh, hear the word of God. And don't think that we are too uh, too high above that happening here in the United States. If things keep progressing the way they are, you just expect the persecution that's going to come after it. We have got to stop, draw a line in the sand, and say no more. If you're offended, get over it. And that's what it is going to have to boil down to. And uh, people want to quit kowtowing, kneeling, and bowing to these morons uh, and giving in to their demands because they're, uh, they're, they're, what's behind this is the destruction of our freedom and of our country. And we need to pray for our police officers. My, my gosh, uh, the way they're being treated, the way they're being gunned down, I'm surprised that we even have any left, why they even bother putting on that badge. But it just demonstrates their love uh, to protect those of us out there who want them and need them. So we really need to pray for those police officers. We need to pray for this country. And uh, like I say, as, as great as this country is, you know, uh, the Bible makes no reference, not even a hint towards this country. And that should be concerning to you. Because remember, Rome collapsed from within, from the very decay of the immorality and the, the and what we're seeing in our own country. And uh, Christians, there may come a time, and it may come sooner than later, that we may face serious persecution. Like I was talking about the other night when I was preaching, I said that you know a lot of people, they want to hear prosperity, and they want to hear peace, and they want to hear all the good benefits of Christianity. And there are great and good benefits, without a doubt. But they didn't sign, many people want to sign off for prosperity, but they don't want to sign off for persecution. And my friends, that we are in a war, a spiritual, mental, and emotional war and battle every day. And you better get yourself prepared. You better know your weapon well. And you better be ready to, to fight, uh, whether ideological, whether physical. But we have to stand true to the Word of God. And we, our, our love for Jesus Christ may eventually come at a high price. I hope you're prepared, and I hope you're ready. We can stand mighty and head strong and say, well, I would never deny Christ. Well, Peter said the same thing, and he denied him three times. I want to say that I would, I would, I would never, ever uh, deny my Lord Jesus Christ and pray that I never do. But you never know what you're going to do when you're put in a situation. And I hope and pray that I, I would give my life and never, uh, never give in, never surrender uh, to deny my Lord and Savior. And I hope that you have the mindset 
to be able to say the same thing, that you would never deny him. But remember, uh, and we'll get into this here in just a minute uh, about the cross, but we're in uh, uh, some rough times right now, guys and girls, and uh, people will start standing up and start speaking out and start speaking against uh, the uh, the ignorance of what's being perpetrated out there. Uh, we're in some deep doo-doo. I just hope you understand that and realize that. And... Um, uh, the fallacy uh, of this whole Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, I hope you understand what that is about uh, and uh, um, what's being pushed, the agenda behind this movement. So, Anyway, well, let's go ahead and stand. Let us say uh, our Pledge of Allegiance. And like I say, I, I do stand, I do take off my hat, and I do place my hand over my heart, and I encourage you to do the same. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I don't know about you, but I got chills this morning saying that. I uh, yeah, really did. It is uh, like every morning I get kind of choked up uh, when we do the devotions and uh, I mean, I'm sorry, the uh, Pledge of Allegiance because I love this country and I love what it stands for. And I know many of you do too. I don't uh, uh, that watch these uh, devotions each morning, and uh, I know that many of you love our country just as much. And uh, my stint in the Air Force was a very long because I, I got injured and I wasn't able to, to uh, serve my country like I wanted to. But I did take that oath and uh, to defend this country, both domestic and foreign. And uh, I will fight uh, for this country no matter what it takes. And I'll fight whoever seeks to destroy because I have to fight for the future of my children and uh, what they're growing up in and what they're facing and what they may face in the future is a scary thought. And I want to fight to keep what we have in place. And I hope you all understand that. It's very important that we, we keep that in mind. Well, let's go ahead and read our scripture this morning. We're going to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 1. We're going to look at verses 22 through 25. So let me bring this up here so you can read along with me this morning. Uh, verse 22 of 1 Corinthians 1. For the Jews require a son, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, unto the Jews a stumbling block, and unto the Greeks foolishness. But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. And as me old Pappy always says, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. You know, my friends, uh, we read this passage here this morning. We see that the, uh, uh, plainly, uh, the Greeks seek after wisdom. They were after uh, philosophy. They were uh, after uh, wisdom. They were after knowledge. Uh, that's what they, they held in, in high regard. And so, therefore, they, they felt the things of the cross was foolishness. Uh, you know, and we have people like that to, even today that think that they are far smarter than God, that they're smarter than uh, uh, what God's word tells us and what Jesus Christ had done and the reality of the existence of God. They think they're so smart that they laugh and mock at us as Christians. And then you have the Jews. And here the Jews had been um, 
conquered many times, had been overran many times they, uh, by the Assyrians, uh, by the Romans, uh, by um, uh, Babylonians. You, you had several, you know, they've been uh, overtaken uh, many times and plundered. And so that's why we see here the cross is a, a stumbling block. They didn't see it as a way to, to freedom. And, uh, and again, we see that uh, uh, in regards to today's time, that people may not, you know, they may not specifically say a stumbling block as we read here, as the Jews did. Uh, but the point is, uh, because of what they had been through, they didn't see it as a way of freedom. And that's the problem with a lot of people today, because of the uh, unbearable circumstances of their lives, they may not see the cross as a way of freedom. You know, when we talk about uh, being uh, tolerant, when we talk about being politically correct, and uh, so many things today are offensive to so many people, and so you can't hardly, you know, I like it when somebody puts on Facebook, here's a stick, argue over that, because everybody's offended by something. You know, I, there, there is never going to be a point that our society will reach that somebody won't be offended over something. You cannot please everybody. So that goes back to what I was talking about in my uh, in my opening uh, this morning, is that it doesn't matter what you try to erase or remove. And, and the people that are giving into this cancel culture, this Marxism, they don't understand that it doesn't matter what you do. You will never please everybody. Somebody will always be offended by something. And guess what? The cross itself was offensive. It is offensive even today. People do not want to hear Christ crucified. They don't want to hear uh, about his atoning work on the cross, his resurrection. And um, that's the problem that the, the Greeks and the Jews had even at that time. They did not understand. They they saw that you know the Romans were experts in torture, and they did they nailed people to the cross as an example not to follow those individuals. And uh, uh, the um, uh, the Jewish priests and such they they hated him because they hated Jesus Christ because he exposed them for what they were. Uh, the Romans uh, they you know. They didn't feel, they, they was worried that he was going to raise up a kingdom and move against them. They didn't have so many people following that they would overthrow the Roman government. So that's why they hated him. And so and, and so the, to the Jews, and, and they felt particularly that it was humili humiliating uh, to what Christ was, uh, was accomplishing on the cross. You know, I think sometimes when you look at the movie uh, Passion of the Christ, it brings to reality uh, to the extent of what Christ had to endure uh, to sacrifice himself for us. Says, remember, you know, we, we owed a debt we could not pay, and Jesus Christ paid the debt he did not owe on that cross. And when you look at the Passion of the Cross, I think it, it's one thing to read uh, God's Word and to try to imagine uh, what actually uh, transpired and, 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 and happened at that time. But I think that the movie Passion of the Cross really brought uh, the reality uh, of the extent of the torture Christ endured for us. So remember, it was Christ's resurrection. You know, remember Paul, uh, he was a Jew, but he was also, uh, he was very well uh, versed and learned uh, the uh, the things of the Greeks. Remember, he studied at the feet of Gamaliel, and he was very intelligent. He was very well educated, uh, and it would took uh, what not only Christ's death on the cross, but his resurrection that revealed and understood those things to Paul uh, the reality of Jesus Christ, you know, obviously, you know, he was he was known as Saul 
first, and then he was blinded uh, when God revealed himself to him, and, uh, uh, and he's changed his name to Paul, and uh, became a whole new creature. In fact, uh, when um, uh, you know, many of the Christians didn't trust him when he became Paul, uh, because of the extent of, of the annihilation of, of Christians that he wanted to pursue as Saul. So they thought that he was a, a spy. They thought he was just doing that to infiltrate uh, those who were spreading the gospel to kill them. So they, you know, they had a lot of, they had took them a long time to understand uh, what, that the Apostle Paul had really changed. And so we see that as the cross. I think some people have, a, you know, because Christianity has been sugarcoated by so many. I mean, there's a lot of preachers out there I like to just grab a hold of and shake, you know. And that, again, you know, I understand when I say stuff like that, that doesn't sound very pastorly. That doesn't sound very Christian-like. And uh, that is not a Christian attitude. I mean, you know, that's, you know, I say that sometimes facetiously. And sometimes I would like to get my hands on some of these pastors out there because I take the Word of God seriously. Uh, I, I take because I'm going to have double judgment. You all understand that. That's why I take my study seriously. That's why, you know, I like to joke and I like to play and I like to have a good time. But when it comes to the Word of God, I take it very seriously. I pray every time I speak or preach or do devotions or do a podcast, I pray, God, please use me in a way that will help somebody to instruct them, to teach them so that they can learn. I, I study extensively because I don't want to do anything to mislead anyone uh, in the wrong direction or get the wrong idea about anything. I want God to reveal to me in, in his word, maybe something I've never noticed before or never picked up before to nudge me when I've said enough. And there's a lot of pastors out there who don't take it seriously. They've got a God of their own making, a God that condones uh, sexual immorality, a God that condones uh, new age philosophy, a God, you know, it's not the God of the Bible, it's a God of their making. And so that infuriates me because they're leading people to the gates of hell. And our responsibility is to lead them to Jesus Christ. That is your responsibility as Christians, to point people to our Lord and Savior. You know, I, I th because our anger levels are so way up here uh, in regards to everything that's going on right now, we need to be careful how we choose our wording on social media. Remember, we want to draw people to Jesus, not repel them. But they need to understand the heinous uh, acts of the Romans and when, what they did to Jesus Christ and how he was scourged and how he was whipped and how he was nailed to a cross. And he did that for you. He did that for me. And I don't think some people understand the reality of what Jesus Christ had to do. He left the glories of heaven to be nailed to a cross, to be sacrificed for us, a spotless lamb who had to be slaughtered in order to atone for our sins. Jesus Christ did not have to do that. God did not have to send his only son. He could have left us to our own. And he could have said, you could choose me or you don't have to. And everyone else would have ended up in hell. But out of his mercy, out of his grace, out of his love, he sent his only son to die for you and for me. And we need to understand that. And I think people have a hard time understanding, well, how in the world did Jesus die for me over 2,000 years ago? And time is irrelevant to God. And at that point in time, in history, in space, the, uh, the, the time, the space-time continuum imploded, if you will. And he had each and every one of us on his mind. He thought of us. Just like if, I, if there was someone trying to hurt my family, I would fight them with every fiber of my being. I don't care if I had to use guns, swords, fists, 
Whatever it took, I would fight tooth and nail for my wife, for my son, for my daughter, my parents. I would fight with everything that I had to my dying breath, and I would do it the whole time I would be thinking about them. And for every punch, every shot, I would say, this is for you, Skylar. This is for you, Madison. This is for you, Brandy. I would do it. With every fiber of my being to protect and to save their lives. Well, guess what? Jesus Christ was on that cross. To keep us out of hell. And he says, I'm doing this for Angie. I'm doing this for Debbie. I'm doing this for Matt. I'm doing this for Brandy. Jesus Christ did that with you on his mind. He says, I'm doing this to give you eternal life. I'm doing this to keep you out of the gates of hell. And he endured torture like nothing we could ever imagine. Jesus Christ is asking you, to come to know him today. If you've not given your life over to Jesus Christ, I urge you, I plead with you, I beg you to give your life to Jesus today. If you are a child of God, if you've already given your life to Jesus Christ, or you're watching this devotion this morning, my friends, you have a responsibility. We have to engage with those around us. We have to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. We will be mocked. We will be made fun of. But it pales in comparison to how other Christians are persecuted around the world and how they are jailed, beheaded, and tortured as we're speaking, those that are trying to spread the gospel message. And if it comes to it and we have a gun to our head or our family's head and we are told to deny Jesus Christ, I hope and pray that I have the strength and the fortitude to stand strong and say, I will not deny my Savior. Because of what Christ done for me and what Christ done for you. I have to look at the eternal. I have to look at the world to come, not the temporal of the world we have now. My friends, we have to start standing for what is true, for what is right. We have to start, stand for what is righteous. We have to stand for Jesus Christ. We have a world that is offended by everything. It should be no surprise they are offended by the cross. And we must preach crucifixion. We must preach the cross. We must dive ourselves and take up the cross daily and follow after him. The cross is important. It will offend. but Hopefully it will offend until the point that they will bring conviction and they will understand they are in need of a Savior. They are in need of Jesus. Let's be that light of the world and let's never cower or hide in fear of our convictions and our understanding of what Christ did on that cross. When people, someone asked, how much did Jesus Christ love us? He stretched out his hands and said, this much. Let's fight, my friends. Let's fight for what is right. Let's fight for Jesus. And let us speak the truth in love. And let us go around and be that beacon in a world of darkness. And that way one day we'll hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you, we love you, and we praise you. Lord Jesus, thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for rising again. Thank you for saving us. Lord, let us never cower uh, in fear of what man may do to us. 
If God is for us, who can be against us? What can man do to me? Lord, let us stand and be a light. Let us stand on truth. Lord, let us uh, always be a witness. Let us always speak that truth in love. Let us serve you with all of our heart, soul, mind, body, and being. Let us show that love without compromise. Let us be uh, uh, the men and women of God that we're supposed to be and called to be. Lord, for someone watching you this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with you, Holy Spirit. Lord, be with this nation. I pray that you touch the hearts and minds of all these hate, these people who are full of hate and bitterness and unforgiveness, that they will come to know you as their personal Lord and Savior. Lord, I pray that you will bring healing and peace upon this land. And Lord, please be with our police officers and their families. Let them know that they are loved, they are needed, they are appreciated. Give them protection, help them, and guide them. And Lord, I pray that you be with our Sister in Christ, Kim Penix, and Wendy Lee, and Roger Winters, and Ron and Thelma Thompson, and Linda and David Feathers, and uh, Ginger Hood, and Troy, and uh, Lord, I pray that um, you'll be with uh, Darlene Barker and uh, her family, and I pray that you'll be with this young man from Daniel Boone High School, that uh, Nate, that you will bring uh, healing upon him as he's going through therapy, and be with his family and uh, Jennifer Simpson, and so many others, Lord Jesus. And Lord, I pray that you be with our president, give him the proper wisdom, knowledge, discernment during these difficult times, and protection about him and his family. Lord, be with us, lead us, guide and which will protect us this day. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, my friends, I hope and pray that you all have a safe and wonderful day today. Be careful out there. Don't let your tempers get out of control. Watch the road rage. And uh, remember who you represent, that you are an ambassador to Christ Jesus. And remember, we got to represent that in every nuance of our lives. Uh, if you want to share these devotions, you can uh, find me here on social media on Dr. Young 77. If your friends or family don't do social media, they have a couple of options. They can either go to uh, our website at flbconline.com uh, or you can find me on YouTube at Dr. Matthias Young and watch all the devotions there. And or if you haven't done it already, subscribe please to the Doc Young Chronicles podcast on Apple iTunes, audio only, but you can listen to all the devotions, all of our sermons. And uh, as you're going out and about your day, Mrs. Hop says, thank you such wise words that we all need to hear. And I so appreciate it. Thank you, Mrs. Hop. Appreciate you and so many others supporting these devotions each morning and watching. I truly appreciate that and uh, hope you have a blessed day. I hope everybody does have a blessed day and a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last because one day it will be. Thanks for watching and God bless. (music) 